You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Del Torre. Same corner, same time. Happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody out there that with the day off celebrating and vibing. How y'all boys feeling? I am a little uh, struggling celebrating my birthday. My birthday's on Friday, but I'll be in the Bahamas. Uh, hmm. Shout out to me. Um, but um, <laughs> shout out to me. Give me yourself a shout out. It's egregious. Yeah. Um, so I golfed on Saturday morning, came back, rested for a little bit, and then had a group of people get together. I don't know how I lost my voice. Wasn't screaming and yelling, but who knows, right? Um, Bender vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we were. So, yeah. Spent yesterday. I uh, thought the Dolphins were going to be able to pull one out. Glad um, they didn't. Did not. <laughs> did not. <laughs> What a um, kick in the gut. What an Imagine. absolute just kick. Turn, turn turn the game on expecting a blowout. You know, be a, be along my merry way by halftime. And then and they just they hold me till the they end. Did. I mean, just until the very yeah. end, we take the lead and everything. Dan got Dan got crunk in the group chat, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, a Thompson, a Thompson was at the helm. We thought we had it in the bag, but mm. my cousin? <laughs> just like us Thompsons do, we disappoint at the finish, you know? <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, it looked like if you guys had your, your main quarterback, it could have been a thing, man. Shout out to Kaye. Kaye had a beautiful game. Uh, got uh -huh. an interception and the play to end the game. Uh, but if you guys had two, it, it probably could have been something. Yeah, we were missing Mostert, too. Um, you know, just not a not a completely healthy team going into this game. That's all right. I'll bounce back next year. Maybe we get a uh, good defensive coordinator and, and figure <laughs> it out. The <laughs> Dolphins aren't going away anytime soon. <laughs> I got to clear my throat, man. <clears throat> Look at that cup. Duval. So, do you think that this is the most exciting thing to happen in Jacksonville since it got founded as a city? Maxwell House. I think I think when uh, Fred Taylor went crazy on the Dolphins, like when he went for like and broke like playoff records, I, that probably the excited we have most excited we ever been. Uh, but this was crazy, man. We broke some, yeah, some in a historic shit that went down. It was twenty-seven zip at, at halftime. I passed out. You know, uh, I was I was in slums, man. My, my quarterback was looking like he wasn't gonna figure things out. Uh, <laughs> like I don't know what Asante Samuel had going on, but he had, he had he had Trevor dialed up for a little minute there. But I went to sleep, woke up to a lot of notifications and texts and calls. I was like, what the hell went down last night? I had to rewatch the game at three thirty in the morning, man. Yeah, dude, that was that was nuts. We were at the uh, the bar, uh, and that was kind of on in the background. Everybody kind of tuned out once it was twenty seven to nothing. Uh, then all of a sudden, it, it, it just started trickling, and then we had to we had to stick around and and watch the end of that. So shout out to uh, to Jacksonville. I know there's not a lot to write home about on a traditional weekend in Jacksonville. So shout out to them. Who do you guys got next? The band is oh, rocking, man. Bro, this guy oh. sneak. Dan oh, just sneak. Dan just sneaked this in with these. Back he hate a little bit, big big hating going Ooh. on. But the bank, the bank was rocking. Them boys never I, on Twitter. We all kind of phased out a little mm -hmm. bit, but everybody in the stadium stayed uh, locked in. It was freezing out there. Shout out my man Ryan and everybody else that was out there holding it down. Dog. So Barry was there. I saw our friend RJ uh, yes, was sir. there. Everybody was out there celebrating. No, I'm happy for them. Congratulations, Jacksonville. Uh, should be a good game against the uh, 
the Bengals. Uh, a lot yeah, of good playoff play. football this game or this uh, season so far. Saw so, looking at uh, at Richards' um, <clears throat> post game Instagram stories, Dan. Uh, I think there might be a dance off. Yeah, uh, at, at the wedding. Uh, looks I like looks like Richard was was showing you how they dance in Duval County. Mm. Um, and it, to me, it sounded like a challenge. Looked a lot like a challenge. Hey, you know, if, if he wants to, if he wants to square up at the uh, the Delatory wedding, I am here for it. Mm. I am here for it. Uh, the Jags like, play the Chiefs, Dan. not the Bengals, I like, so I like, I like the Chiefs by a half a hundred. You like, like Dan? I like Dan in the dance off, man. Yeah. Okay. Dan gets busy. He's uh, he's more of a he has a high motor. The Jags will play the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, the, <laughs> and it's just traditional Jaguars football, you know. Just not even to, known who the next. He's about to catch these hands, man. What are you talking about? You uh, said you, you said the Bengals or something, man. The Chiefs about to catch these hands, bro. No, I think he said the Bengals. Somebody did. Uh, no, shout out to Hayes Gaming. It bro. is my birthday. Um, that might have been me. Who knows? It's a, it's a Monday on <laughs> the day off. All right. Uh, let's get football, man. NFL's <laughs> over for you, man. I feel you. It is. Um. All right, boys, let's get uh, let's get started. As always, shout out to our friend uh, Alan Horn with Alan Horn uh, State Farm Insurance there in Georgia. If you are in Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, or Florida, give him a call at 706-629-2888. Again, alanhorninsurance.com with State Farm. New year, new you, potentially new insurance. Um, Gators uh, land two big transfers since we last chatted. Obviously, we chatted, uh, chatted about Jaden Rashada on um, on Friday. Had a long episode. If you haven't listened to that, please uh, go check that out. We appreciate everybody that joined uh, uh, with us on Friday afternoon. Um, on last week, uh, on Tuesday, uh, the Gators did grab Baylor offensive line tra- uh, transfer Micah Mescua, uh, who was uh, looking at Nebraska and uh, Auburn. A lot of people thought that he might be heading to Nebraska. Uh, Matt Rule, who had previously recruited him at Baylor, um, is the new head coach at Nebraska. Uh, a lot of people thought that he would be heading there, uh, but uh, ends up committing to the, the uh, University of Florida. I believe his brother had also committed uh, to Nebraska as well, uh, but again, chose Florida over Nebraska in Auburn. A big get for the Florida Gators on the offensive guard position as they look to replace uh, Ethan White. Gentlemen, your thoughts on uh, Micah Mascua? Uh Huge. Uh, I think he was one of, if not the best offensive uh, interior offensive lineman outside of Osiris Torrance last year. Yep. Um, huge get. And, and when you're looking at Florida's offensive line, I mean, you're losing Ethan White, Tarquin, Torrance, Garage, um, really only bringing back Kingsley Egricon and Austin Barber. You had to do you, – you, you needed some some guys. And, and you, right. I like the guys they got in their signing class, but to count on uh, a 17-year-old, 18-year-old offensive lineman to come in and, and play and start and contribute huge minutes and snaps right away um, is not advisable. Um, so getting a guy like uh, Micah um, and then the one we'll get into, I think Florida's doing a really good job reshaping their line. I have some questions about where guys will play. Um but not, not about Micah. I think you slide him into either left guard or right guard from day one, and that's a starter right next to Kingsley on either side. Yeah, I think he has some ridiculous stats like uh, Osiris Torrance had, where it was like, I think, one sack, uh, mm-hmm. maybe three hurries or touches, something, something crazy like that in 92 snaps or something wild. Uh, we, we, we got a guy that could – I think he has three years to play. I don't know if he plays all those three. He's good enough to possibly play one and be done, just like Osiris Torrance as well. But you got a guy that's going to, I think, anchor this thing down. It looked different whenever Osiris Turns was out last year. So I wanted somebody at that guard position that could kind of lead 
Um, and he looked good in his Baylor film, getting to the second level and, and road grade and shit, man. So um, I'm, I'm excited about that. It came out of the blue. I did not expect us to land that kid. You know, mm -hmm. I, I was open for the fact. Thought like all, the Matt, that Matt Rule relationship would. Well, no, his brother's over. out there as well. He has a, he has a brother on the mm -hmm. Nebraska team, and also like we, what where we at? You know, a lot of this is is predicated on NIL. So I'm thinking like, man, we're in disarray right now. There's no way we're gonna land this mm -hmm. kid. Um, and then boom, out of the clear blue sky, we land him. Uh, great get. Yeah, no, really, uh, a highly touted player. Um, he had a 78.5 run blocking grade. Uh, which was ninth amongst all Power Five guards uh, in college football last year. Um, let's see, he had 14 big time blocks, uh, which is tied for second among all guards in the country. Oh, right pancakes behind, blocks. yeah, right behind Osiris Torrens. Yes, that is a a big time block. Is uh, let me just get the exact definition uh, for you that I can read. Uh, but that has to do. Um, let me just uh, pull that up. Uh, that's where a quality uh, of play uh, allowed them to not avoid or to avoid a sack or an excellent play uh, that defeated a, a block and allowed for a uh, an impact play. So that's kind of the basics of it. Um, they don't have a, a super clear uh, crystal definition as I um, am looking it up right now, but I'll try to find something a little bit better there. Uh, but certainly grabbing him, um, big-time player, a guy that has, uh, like you said, Silk, he is a uh, – last season was his redshirt sophomore year, uh, which would give him two years. You add in a COVID year, he technically has three years left mm -hmm. to play uh, at the University of Florida. So definitely a big get uh, for the Gators. And I do know um, there's been a lot of shitting on uh, NIL at Florida recently, but I do know that NIL played a significant role uh, in Micah coming in uh, to – uh, the University of Florida. So uh, any additional thoughts on Micah before we get to what's the commitment the Gators got today? You think you know and then you don't know, Nick. Yeah, you think you know someone and then they <laughs> show their true colors. Right. Um, shout out to, All shout right. Out to that. Great. I think it was a great gift. Do you think it's uh because we lost Ethan White at the guard position? Uh, upgrade or downgrade or we is a wash? I think Micah's an upgrade. I agree. Yeah, I think Mike is, a, uh, is an upgrade. I think that Ethan White is a talented player, and I don't know if you you know compare them this year how much of a, a massive difference they're going to be. I think that Ethan White is certainly a a quality uh, you know, offensive lineman. He still doesn't have a home yet, does he, Nick? No, not, not yet. I, I, I was peeping around. Like A lot of people expecting him to end up at USC out there with uh, – With Tarquin? With Tarquin. I think people are following the follows. There were a lot of uh, USC follows – um, on the Twitter account, you're close as well, me. though. So I wouldn't, yes, know. yeah. Those are those are my uh, I would I call them? They look like a like a 70s hair band in the spring. Uh, you know, both of them showed up with this wet, always wet, long, curly oh. black hair. Yo, <laughs> yo, it's, we're talking about we're talking about hair, talking oh, about okay. hair in your head. Oh, there's, a long, there's a long pause between wet and your next word. That's all <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> oh man, um. So speaking of which, uh, earlier today, today is Monday. Uh, the Gators announced the addition of Damian George from the University of Alabama. Six foot six, 333 pounds will come in and likely assume uh, that uh, offensive tackle spot that is open. Uh, he started um, 
against New Mexico State uh, at right tackle against Arkansas and against Auburn um, uh, this past year. So he played, I'm sorry, he played in all 12 games this year and started three last year. year. Uh, Oh, my apologies. Only only played in two games in 2022. Yeah, yeah, my apologies. Read this wrong. Played in two games this season against Utah State and Texas. Played in 12 games in 2021, including three starts. My apologies. The way that I had written that down, he was originally a three-star recruit out of North Shore High School in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, highly regarded guy in the transfer portal. Uh, you know, but again, Florida definitely needed help with the uh, uh, with Michael Tarquan leaving this season, uh, going into this season to have that extra tackle spot. So, gentlemen, a lot of excitement about Damian George. I know the staff was high on him uh, to get him on campus. Had previously looked at a few other schools. Uh, Florida came in at the last minute and were able to grab him. But, gentlemen, your thoughts on Damian George? Um, I think he's a little bit better of a pass blocker than a run blocker. I mean, someone from who I've talked to, um, it'll be interesting to see if they leave him at tackle or if mm-hmm. they view him more as uh, an interior lineman. Um, right now, yeah. right now, you you need tackles. Um, I right. think. What do you have? Uh, you have Barber, Connors, Farmer, and a missing one. Scrolling through my story, and William Harad at tackle. Okay. Um, Cam Waits was a tackle. They moved him, and people are saying that, you know, I think there was some confusion. People thought they only moved him for the game, for the Las Vegas Bowl, but he had moved uh, during the season. They, they slid him inside. They think Cam Waits is better, you know, uh, as an interior lineman with his footwork and his speed. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Do you move Cam Waits back out? Do you put George inside? You, you still need a tackle. I, I expect Austin Barber to start at left tackle. Um, so you're looking for a right tackle um, and you obviously needed um, some guard help, but you had plenty of guards, um, you know, on, on your roster right now. So you need a tackle more than you need a guard, especially after, you know, getting uh, a plug and play guy like Micah. Yeah, no, um, did, did pretty well. Um, had uh, in 2021, uh, he was ranked highly. Um, by pro football focus, obviously didn't play a ton, uh, this season. And there's a lot of excitement about him coming, uh, especially with a lot of his experience still, you know, I don't, I, I don't think that this is a, a net positive over Michael Tarquin leaving, but I also don't know. And we'll see this year, how much of a net negative it is, uh, with him coming in. Uh, so I think that the Gators do get obviously better with the addition of, uh, Damian George than they were earlier today. Um, but I still think that that offensive line, is, is still maybe a little bit talent efficient from what we've seen. Doesn't mean that they will be going into next season. And I know that they're trying to, you know, advance Austin Barber and Jalen Farmer. I know that they're excited about a lot of the players that are, you know, next up in line that are going to be taking, but it is good to get a guy like Damian George with a lot of experience to be able to come in Add Micah Mazuka, who I think is a net positive over Ethan and, Maybe you're not as strong, but you're you're probably right there, which is probably about as good as you were going to ask for when two of your you know return starters are do decide to transfer. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, he didn't. I mean, the tackles at, at, at Alabama are no joke. You mm-hmm. feel me? Uh, going to Alabama as a three star, he knew it was going to be kind of a work in a, in, a, in an uphill battle to be that guy um, because they get the best offensive tackles in the country every single year. Um. The mindset the lo- of, the, of the guy you're getting in the locker room, um, I like the, the guy that Billy's going to get out of that program. 
Uh, so far, Taraji Mitchell, all these guys are coming from good locker room uh, cultures and, you know, good programs. I think that's a plus. Yep. Uh, uh, I was surprised Nick said that he was better at run, run protect, uh, run, um, pass, 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 pass blocking, because that seemed to be like just just snooping around on on Bama, some old message board stuff. It was saying they, that he just uh, probably wasn't athletic enough to be a tackle there, and they was going to mm. probably try to play him at some guard. But we'll see, man. Uh, I'm excited about him. He's huge. The staff def- definitely have a tight when it pertains to offensive linemen, mm. like six, seven, six, eight. 330, 340, 350, like big ass guys, bro. So uh pause. But I, I think it's a, I think it's a good get. You know, everybody was panicking a little bit. I wouldn't mind getting one more tackle in here, to be honest with you, man. Um what's that? Is that a Ray Shrimmon song? The I ain't got no tight. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It sounded just like that too. I, I was the third member. I don't know if you knew that. Uh mm. contract dispute. Yeah, you must have <laughs> left right before I saw them perform. He opened up for yeah. Post Malone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh the three of us started the group together, and uh, they, you know, I can see that they want to pay you the 13 mil in an IL dispute. Got me out of there. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, with that being said, let's let's talk a little bit, and we're going to talk about Gators basketball today, uh, here in a minute. So, the Gators do add uh, two more people. Do want to announce that uh, Jordan Young, a former quarterback for the Florida Gators, has announced that he uh, will be heading to Cincinnati. So, best of luck to Jordan Young. Um, on Friday, we obviously broke down the Jane Rashada story. We're not going to talk too much more about it. Uh, he did not end up enrolling as of 1159 uh, on Friday. Um, there is probably still some work around should you get there, uh, but I think all three of us uh, do not expect Jane Rashada on campus before at the earliest summer, if at all. I'll so. tell you this. Watching um watching the Cormani situation play out it's way more fun watching on the sidelines than than covering it like <laughs> than it being like the team that you cover i was having a lot a lot better time watching uh Cormani try to fool everybody and or troll cuz like it's i, I mean i, I it's I think- super easy to post wherever you want to mm-hmm. be um <laughs> to post wherever you want to be. I mean, I posted a picture of a beer at Swamp Head here in Gainesville with Times Square, New York. Like it's easy, uh, you know, to post that picture. And then 24 hours later, all the pictures of him, you know, making snow angels with Dion come out. Um, a lot more fun watching from the sidelines than like covering it and, and being in it. You know, do you think it's like uh, ironic or coincidental that, that, both of the two guys that have the shenanigans going on. I'm not saying who had fought on either in either that direction, but um, they're they're um, at the center of it, and so have both of our collectives been at the center of it when it pertains to Ruiz and all the shenanigans that we got going on. I think a lot of ego uh, pump all both of the to, to the points we had in both of these situations. I think ego got us to the point where we are in Kamani's recruitment and where we are in Rashad's recruitment. It was egos, uh, and I think that's from a lot of parties involved. Yeah, I am, uh, I'm curious to see. I know that Cormani McLean said uh, a few weeks ago, not that people that are listening to this probably care, announced that he was going to announce which school he was going to sign with on January 15th. Uh, he was making snow angels in Boulder on the 15th, but also did not announce uh, where he would be going. So uh, I will say – I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, would not, I, like, I think the way like, all that's playing out, it's a way to do everything. 
Uh, and I think it's just not tasteful at all. I think it's tasteless. Um, I, just- I think with the transfer portal, I think with the way the college coaches you know, do move around schools, I think relationships and everything else are far more important. That if you don't want to go somewhere, it's okay. Um, just don't. So- Right. Yeah, man, about it, man. Call these coaches. These coaches spend a lot of time and money and resources and building relationships with you. Uh, to just piss those relationships out the window to play games like this is just asinine to me. And it could absolutely not work out out there in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going out west, northwest, and you may want to come back home to these same programs, man. I don't know if Miami's still dealing with them, but I am because uh, there's rumors that that we backed out and Corey Raymond wanted no parts of it. And I'm, I'm proud of that, at least. Right. Yep. I'm glad that we are not on this side of that uh, story. So uh, before we uh, talk a little bit more football, we do want to talk about the Florida Gators basketball program that is running on three big wins in a row, including a big win over Missouri. Uh, So we're bringing on the man, the myth, the legend, Graham Hall, uh, on here in just a moment. But before we do that, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Alumni Hall. Go visit them pardon me, on Archer Road in Gainesville or go visit them on Archer or uh, pardon me on alumnihall.com. They have a new fresh supply of new Nike and Jordan drive fit and team issued apparel uh, that you could go check out, including hoodies as well as gymnastics. Gymnastics just came off of a great uh, meet on Friday as well. Nick, I believe you were there. Uh, So go check them out. Uh, new basketball gear, new gymnastics gear, Nike, Jordan, all the traditional stuff that you might get at Alumni Hall is available. AlumniHall.com or Alumni Hall on Archer Road in Gainesville, Florida. Graham Hall, it is a pleasure, my friend, to have you on. Uh, how's everything going, my friend? What's going on, guys? Good to be here. Thanks for having man. me. Always Look at the hair. To be here. Look at the you hair. You like it, man? Yeah, bro. You throw it out, cuz. Nick didn't give me much time to make it look good. So if no, it doesn't look great, you always you looks blame good. the man. Yeah, that sounds like you guys. I appreciate it, man. It took me a while to find the look. Why didn't anyone tell me I could rock the hair for a while? <laughs> make me go around. Looking <laughs> when I didn't you have to. You got to brand yourself, man. That's, 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 yeah. a, that's a nice signature. Uh, Hair thing right there, you got going. Keep the fro going, my guy. Graham, Graham was like a Graham was a one guard guy for a while, just like yeah, like kitchen, save, kitchen, bathroom, save money doing that, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, now you're saving I mean, money by not doing anything, just letting it grow. No, nah, no, nah, that's probably like real good. You get the, the good shampoo, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I I'm using tea tree oil, you know. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I gotta stay useful. I mean, yeah, someone's got to, you know, look like we're under 30, Nick. I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm, I'm trying mm. to make sure that I'm, you know, holding it down, bringing the youthful vibes to the beat. Yeah, you going, gotta bro. Tr- got to try, man. So how are you guys yeah, doing, man? Thanks for having me here. Yeah, absolutely. Here. Graham, it talk is a – Talk all with you guys. No, yeah, well, let's let's talk basketball first, and then we can talk about all the other things Gators want to get your opinion on, uh, everything that's happening in uh, Gator Nation. Um, Gators have uh, – Gators basketball right now, uh, three big wins – uh, in a row, uh, one against Mike White and the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, then uh, snap LSU's 13-game home winning streak, uh, and then go ahead and beat Missouri, who I believe at the time was 13-4. and four. Um, Graham, talk to us a little bit. The Gators basketball program may struggle a little bit. A lot of people weren't super excited. Maybe it was a, a fool's gold era here in Gainesville rather than a golden era. Uh, talk to us a little bit about what's, what's changed in Gator Nation basketball. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people were a little bit down on this team for the first 13 games, right? But I think that's kind of reflective of obviously being a first-year head coach, bringing back half of last year's team. And then really the difference to start the season compared to last year was the strength of schedule. I know you guys, you know, from being familiar with this team, have seen that they've played UConn, who until this recent, you know, five-game streak that they've been on, could have made a claim as being the number one team, the national championship favorite. Xavier's up to number 13 in the polls. At that time, that FAU loss looked pretty bad, right? But look at FAU now, 16-1, and one, just entered the top 25 today. Dusty May is doing some great things for that team. That's an NCAA tournament team in my mind. Obviously, Oklahoma ranked as well. I mean, the list goes on. Every team that Florida has lost to hasn't been one of those quadrant four, quadrant three teams. You know, last year, Florida lost to Texas Southern, a pretty demoralizing loss because it was a quadrant four loss. You haven't had any of those this year. And so Florida has remained around 50 in Ken Palm and really the biggest improvement for the last month. You know, you, you, you can win some games all the time, but what does it really mean for you? Are you making improvements? I think that when you look at the advanced analytics of this team, the improvements that they've made over the last six weeks, I mean, they're up from 80th in adjusted defensive efficiency to number 14 in the country out of 352 teams. They have a you know a top 5% defense in college basketball right now. Not a great rebounding team, but when they get teams in the half court, they do a really, really good job limiting the opponent from going on and scoring around the rim, hitting three-point shots. The three-point defense has improved as well. And I think that really one of the strengths of this team has been their, their ability to, you know, limit teams and then also create an effective half-court offense. One of the worst things that they have really have been doing was just not knocking down shots, which is one of those, I think, very frustrating things for not just a fan base, coaching staff, but for obviously players as well, because you can do everything right. And if that ball just doesn't fall through the hoop, you know, it's like you failed the test in a way. And Florida was doing everything preparation-wise to build up and get good shots. They just weren't hitting those shots. You saw in these last couple of games what happens even when they're down seven points early, 11 points early. When they play good defense in the half court and actually knock down 40% of their shots, this is a really, really good team. I mean, they've rallied from big deficits early on here in, in these past two, three games. And in this last one, you're facing a Missouri team that had the number four offense coming into this game. And really, you know, I beat Kentucky had contended with a lot of really good teams out there, and Florida ends up managing to come back from an 11-0 early deficit because of how good defensively they are. So if this team can stay on this current path, keep playing good defense, and actually hit some of their shots, they're a really, really good team. But that isn't always the case, and you've seen what happens this season when they don't knock down shots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ken Palm looking right now has the Gators 44th in the country right now. A lot of statistical improvement over the last few months. Uh, but Graham, looking at these Ken Palm rankings, first time I've looked at them in a while, you have one, two, three, four, five SEC teams that, and many of which Florida still has to play, um, you know, through, uh, you know, the rest of this SEC schedule. Um, how do you think that Florida compares to your, your Auburns and your Arkansas and your, you know, your Tennessee and Alabama, you know, those that are in the top, you know, 2021 20, of the Ken Palm rankings, you know, when Florida plays them over the next few weeks. In terms of talent and even I think coaching experience, Florida is in a, a different tier. They're kind of on the outside looking in, right? I mean, look at the coaching in the SEC, obviously John Calipari, you know, Bruce Pearl, Nate Oates. I know that they're dealing with a little distraction up there in Tuscaloosa, but you, you know, there are going to be six teams in the SEC, six of 14 teams, 
that are going to be shoe-ins to the SEC tournament. And then every year you get a team like Texas A&M or Vanderbilt go on a run and make the tournament. That means half of the league is going to make it to the SEC. So you're probably going to have to win nine SEC games in my mind. And when you look at Florida's February schedule, I mean, that is daunting. They got to go on the road repeatedly and play Mm -hmm. some really, really tough teams. So they're going to have to pick up some wins against these Ole Misses, the Mississippi State, some win some away games here over the next couple of weeks because you look at the rest of the schedule, you look at the Kansas State game that they're going to have to play at the end of January, it's going to get pretty tough to make sure that you actually win out and make the SEC tournament just because of how daunting the slate is. And if they can go to Tennessee in February and steal some games, go to Lexington and steal one of those games, they still have to play LSU here at home to end the season. If they win those games, I think this is going to be a team that ends up making the tournament with a 9-9 and SEC record and, and maybe, you know, only what, 18 regular season wins, which again, speaks to the strength of schedule mm-hmm. and just speaks to that turnaround there and how daunting, of course, the SEC is. So if they can manage to do that, I think a lot of people will be very impressed with the turnaround and, and the job done in year one, because Todd Golden got here and said the expectation is just to make the NCAA tournament. I know that at Florida, we have higher expectations for a lot of teams, but really just the amount of parity in college basketball, the transfer portal and being year one of a new coach. I mean, the expectation should just be get to the tournament, see what happens, right? Make some noise if yeah. you can. Um, speaking real quick to that, what Graham said, you know, starting January 28th, um, mm-hmm. Florida will go to uh, Manhattan, the Little Apple, uh, mm-hmm. Manhattan, Kansas, to face Keontae Johnson, who's, who's having an absolute <laughs> apple. That's what they call it. That's what they call they it. Call they call it, it little, that's they call yeah. it they call Little Apple. Yeah, 26th in Kempom. <laughs> Keontae's having an, an amazing season there. Great to see him staying healthy and playing basketball. Um, but then Tennessee, two games of Kentucky, um, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, um, at Arkansas. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, uh, sort of a backloaded schedule, I guess you were kind of you know alluding to there, Graham. Yeah, let's just speak to the Keontae thing first off. I mean, there was a lot of people, myself included, who thought that you know he would never get a chance to play college basketball again, not even just from a – and it wasn't in his hands, right? Desire, of course, you put him out there, he'd be playing all day and all night. But in college athletics, it's different than even being in the pros where there are so many people worry about liability. I mean, you could have what happened to him if you're a professional soccer player and you're back out on the field six months later making money. In college basketball, administrators, there were so few that wanted to take the risk to even give Keontae Johnson another chance. I mean, go back. I've talked about this 12 years ago to what happened to Alan Chaney where he has his collapse at Virginia Tech, is the only Division One basketball player playing with his, his condition and doesn't get his chance to last more than five games. For Keontae to get another chance and to be killing it again, I mean, that just – it warms my heart. i got to be totally honest, man. I mean, that guy is one of the nicest guys out there. Mm-hmm. He loves Florida, reps Florida when the times were bad, when the times were good. I, I love to see him out here killing it. He's going to make it to the league in my mind, and – He's going to keep repping Florida. People should be proud of him. And if he drops 20 on Florida's head at the end of the month, man, that's going to be bittersweet because there's going to be part of me being like, man, Don't come he wouldn't be able Nick to do that. You're coming over here with Nick vibes. Like, you want him to get 20 on this. Nah, it would just be – I mean, <laughs> like... I, I mean, moral victories in a way. People are always like <laughs> – Graham, well, Graham's waiting for a 30-piece with 10 rebounds. 20 and hits the game winner. I mean, just like he did against LSU earlier in the season. If, he, if he's the one who beats Florida – that's going to be just like a shake your head and smile. Can't even be mad about that. It's better than, you know, someone hitting a half-court shot on you. I'd rather have Keontae drop 20 on my head and lose the game than 
in some fluke way. It's just a great story. I hope he makes the league a great matchup. Actually, some intrigue to see that in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. I think that's the SEC Big 12 Challenge is ending. So getting a great storyline to go out on a high note for that one. And it looks like um, if Florida keeps on right now, they could be ranked heading into that matchup against the Wildcats there if they keep on their current trajectory. Yeah, but like Nick said, Gators uh, are going to face Four teams over an 11 game stretch that are all ranked in the top 26 with Ken Palm right now. So we'll definitely be a uh, a nice little uh, you know, battle tested uh, time for the Gators. Hopefully, get them prepared for uh, the SEC tournament and for March. Um, Graham, what what else can we expect out of this Gators program? We saw that uh, Colin Castleton uh, just won SEC Player of the Week. Anything else we can expect, or do you expect maybe prognosticate a little bit on this team and and kind of where you think? Uh, this team will be, um, I know you said potentially in the tournament, obviously getting a little bit stronger, but what are some other thoughts that you have um, maybe on the Gators this year? Basketball sure. Program. I think that you're looking at a team that really is kind of trimming its rotation down right now. And sometimes people look at that and say, maybe that's an indictment of how the roster was constructed, the, the rest of the rotation. But right now this is a team that is using seven, eight guys. I, I think you could say eight, but really seven right now to carry them to victory. And and several of those guys I think are going to be in the NBA here in a couple of years. I don't know who has been really following Will Richard. I, I know that he's kind of a new name for the Gators, but at six foot five, you know, physically developed, great three-point shooter. He's shooting over 42% from three right now. As ability to get to the rim, he's a great cutter. Really, you still have seen him battle through some injuries this season, so I'm not convinced that we've even seen the healthiest most uh, aggressive will that we can see to that team. But this is a guy I think is going to be a future NBA wing. And I think down the stretch of the season, they're going to rely on him a little bit more. Myron Jones, let's talk about Myron Jones. I mean, that's a guy who was kind of on the cusp of being a, a do not play for a time for this team. When his three-point shot wasn't falling, I know that there were some people who kind of saw him as a waste for this team. But he has a high basketball IQ. And what he doesn't do, is turn the ball over. I mean, if you watch the first half of that Missouri game, Florida turned the ball over 14 times, and then Trey Bonham sat on the bench for the Started second ugly. half. Myron Jones, it was ugly. It was absolutely ugly. They went on an 11-0 run right away. Florida did not look settled whatsoever. They were turning the ball over, committing careless charges. It just did not look good whatsoever. Then you put in a fifth-year guy, a veteran in Myron Jones, who handles the ball, brings it up a little bit slower, Ability to beat their, you know, full court press without, you know, getting flustered and throwing the ball away. And you're facing, like I said, a, a Missouri team who was ranked number four in offense coming into that game. If you're turning the ball over, you're going to get ran out pretty quickly against them. So give Myron or Jones a lot of credit for the last couple of games. He's a big reason why they've won three in a row here. Um, finding his shot a little bit in the second half, two of that game. And one more, you know, Riley Kugel, that's a guy who I think I was expecting him to be, have a little bit better of a season than he actually has had so far. But I keep getting the impression that this is a guy who is going to play in the NBA, maybe sooner rather than later. I wouldn't actually be too surprised if after this year, he's someone who considers going to the NBA. I mean, just has the size. He's quick off the dribble, an aggressive when driving downhill, getting to the rim. And he's a really good on-ball defender. When you combine all of that and his three-point shot, has a really, really nice three-point shot. 19 years old. I mean, I could see him absolutely being a guy who ends up heading to the NBA draft, maybe after the season. If not after the season, I would think definitely after next season. 
those guys, Riley Kugel, Myron Jones, Will Richard, they're going to be a big reason why Colin Castleton is, in my opinion, going to make the NCAA tournament in his final college season. Uh, I think that with without those guys, they're really a, a much worse team because he has been great around the low block and and obviously a great passer, but they need three-point shooting, and, and all three of those guys have the ability to stroke it. So I think that absolutely you're going to see Florida rely on them moving forward here. I look at you, look at you, man. You're you're laughing at me saying stroke like you're a 14 year old child. We're childish around here for yeah, sure. Child, man. Yeah, I see. Yeah, we're going to change. We're never going to change. Um, Graham, appreciate that. Um, before, before before we get you off the show. Um, for a good thing I said show as quickly as I did. Uh, before we get you off the show, Graham, um, obviously a lot's been happening with the Florida Gators uh, football program. We've heard a lot about Jaden Rashada. We've heard a lot about NIL. Uh, kind of g- give us your uh, expert opinion and kind of your expert view of kind of what you've seen um, and give us your thoughts as, a, as somebody who's been around the program for a long time. This is nothing like I've ever seen, man. Mm-hmm. This is just, I hate to say it, uncharted waters. It's just, you know, I, I don't blame Florida fans for feeling like, you know, why always us? Because the amount of stuff that has just happened, I think, to this program that have been landmark in a way, I mean, I can't even list them all. Really, the last 15 years have just been some craziness here. And I wonder when it's going to stop. I mean, I don't even have to go list them all. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, we've had frying pans. We've mm-hmm. had heads. We've had fights over shoes. We've had credit card scandals credit card scandals, man. I mean, you name it, you go, you, you name it. I mean, that's before getting into Aaron Hernandez. So mm-hmm. I mean, some craziness about this program is always Still, seems to follow it. Man. I, it seems like nothing shocks me anymore. It's, I'm a little desensitized to it. I, I see 13 million. I see all those numbers and I'm like, of course, only here. That's just my reaction. Now I kind of hate that. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's just my reaction, but it seems that the only reason it's believable is because it could be here. Um, I don't know if the saga gets gets wrapped up here in the next couple of weeks. My gut tells me no, that he doesn't end up on campus as an early enrollee. I don't know what the future holds beyond that. I don't think any of us do. We can speculate forever, but a lot is going on behind closed that we closed doors that we don't know about, and that also is part of why it's uncharted waters for me. I've said time and time again, we spend hours talking about head coaches and how good of recruiters they are and coaches they are, but the fact is that coaches have never had less power when it comes to getting their guys on campus. And for me, that just makes it a pretty frustrating, frustrating thing to, to have this discourse about time and time again, because ultimately we're, we're talking about things that are outside of a head coaches and sometimes an administration's control, because there are so many figures in here that have their hands deep that frankly, we may not even know about. So it's another wild saga in what has been an incredibly wild saga for the Florida Gators. Guys, I'm going to float this idea to you right now. If you ever want to come together and we all write a book about all the craziness for the last two decades, we should do it, man. Make a little money off this. I mean, it's got to be a multiple part book. I mean, at this point, I mean, just the number of things that you can, you can look back from, you know, I attended UF in 2006 and from that group until just now is nuts. Right. I mean, I don't think that there's a year where Florida didn't have something wild and crazy kind of happen. Or maybe if it wasn't a year, it was maybe a year that they went four and eight. Right. But even that year that they went four and eight the first time you you could count the number of injuries that they had on 
you know, 17 different people's hands, right. And still probably not reach the number of people that got injured, you know, that year, but it's definitely been a crazy time and it does kind of feel like always us. Um, but maybe that's just cause we're always looking at it. It does. Uh, you just have a little bit of a different microscope, but something always seems to happen in Florida and here we are. Well, Graham, thank you so much for your time. Uh, since we last had you on the show, I know that we, uh, we announced it when it happened, but uh, tell everybody where they can follow you now. And uh, and thanks so much for your time and have a great rest of your day, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Always my pleasure. You guys always kill it. Long time listener, you know it. My pleasure to be here. You can find me now at Swamp Two Four Seven. We got a podcast as well. Recruiting episode just dropped. We'll have a basketball episode a little bit later, probably a couple of days. Uh, you can find us at Swamp Two Four Seven Twenty Four Seven Sports. Always my pleasure being here. You guys know it. We got a link up pretty soon here. You guys do a great job. Awesome. Well, let's do it again here soon, Graham. Appreciate your time, my friend, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate y'all. Y'all take care, man. Awesome. All right, man. Hold it down. Graham Hall with Swamp Two Four Seven. Thought Graham was gonna hit us with the longtime listener, first time caller. Hey, you know, uh, Graham was on the very first show. Nick, I know you were on the very first show. I think Zach Alvarez was on the very first show um, of uh, of Stadium again. Well. Uh, I know there's a lot of excitement brewing right now, Nick, so we'll talk about it here in a second. Before we do that, uh, let's give a shout-out to our friends over at Homefield Apparel. Go visit homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium and Gale at checkout. Again, homefieldapparel.com, promo code Stadium and Gale. Best vintage T-shirts on the market. Go check them out again, homefieldapparel.com, promo code Stadium and Gale. Um, Nick, I know that we're probably not done in the transfer portal. I know that there's some other names uh, being floated around. It does seem like Florida is going to be getting a running back commit in the maybe not too distant future, hopefully. I know that Gators are still looking to shore up a few other positions as well. But, Nick, the name that everybody wanted to talk about on Friday during the middle of the Jane Rashada episode was um, – the quarterback from LSU uh, that is transferring uh, Walker Howard, former five-star quarterback out of Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, Nick, what's the latest on Walker Howard? Yeah, if you're um, if you're on uh, Gators Online, we have a very dedicated group of uh, sleuths, investigators <laughs> um, that that like following Florida's private planes. Uh, and there's a plane in Lafayette, Louisiana, uh, home of one Walker Howard this afternoon. Walker um, hit Ellis, hit the transfer portal at LSU, took a visit to Ole Miss over the weekend, took a visit to TCU. Florida has been in contact, is, is in contact with Howard. And uh, I don't have confirmation, but I don't think Billy is, you know, going home to see relatives. Um, on January 16th uh, in Lafayette. Um, The issue with Howard is, are you going to commit to Florida while there's this ongoing, will he, won't he enroll NIL deal with Jaden Rashada? I think that's been a holdup and and getting that situation uh, finalized, getting that situation resolved um, Mm -hmm. is going to be important when you're looking at landing him. Um, A former high four-star, he was the number six quarterback in the country last year um would be a guy that that florida would obviously take especially if you're not expecting which i'm not Jaden rashada to to enroll at florida um looking so, at ole miss as well as i believe mm-hmm. auburn took visits Bobby. took visits to two of those schools um listen TCU. the way the tcu oh, tcu it, it, my apologies 
if he visits Auburn, then Florida's good because you had Micah visit Auburn, then commit to Florida. Right. Um, you, you had right? you had Damian George visit Auburn and then commit to Florida. So maybe we need to get Walker Howard to go on a visit to Auburn. Uh, maybe the plane, Florida's plane, can drop him off in Auburn. Uh, I mean, quarterback Tumors Corner from a, from a, uh, who he's fa- he's facing some 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 guys right now. TCU don't have an OC uh, OC offensive coordinator. That guy mm-hmm. left. Uh, but Lane Kiffin is a developer of, of QBs, um, mm-hmm. and also Hugh Freeze. If there's some uh, Auburn interest, so um, there is like yeah, smash that like button while y'all here. Everybody yeah. smash that like button, show us some love. But those are the guys he are we are facing if we're in the market and out there uh, for for our. Uh, Walker Howard, and we should be, in my opinion, bro. Um, that was save the day. I think he would be, um, just like just thinking like out of like no bias, we could get both mm-hmm. guys. The preferable guy in my mind would be the five star that's been on LSU campus for a whole year that could possibly mm-hmm. uh have you know competed a little bit against SEC talent for a year in the practice. Uh, maybe more suitable for a quarterback um competition this fall and to help us out because. That changes your quarterback transfer portal get from just Graham Mertz to Graham Mertz and Walker Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's just my perspective on it. I don't know if they land him. Um, everything's been a little wild these days, so I'm not gonna get too excited. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait, let it all play out. I do know Ole Miss is expecting or waiting on a commit like now. Mm. I mean, just that read their message boards. Right. I, I know that Walker Howard, you know, did visit Ole Miss uh, for all intents and purposes. Good visit. He did visit TCU, uh, which Silk said is without an offensive corner right now. What I saw or read uh, was that they were uh, maybe targeting Kendall Bryles, uh, formerly of uh, Arkansas, I believe, um, most recently uh, to be their offensive coordinator. So that would certainly be interesting. Uh, but with Riley, the offense coordinator, TCU leaving to go to Clemson, that certainly leaves a little bit to be desired between Kendall Bryles, who I know did well at Baylor under his dad, um, but since then has been a little bit of a mixed bag of success. Not saying that he couldn't be, uh, you know, but certainly does leave uh, some question marks of what you saw TCU national championship uh, qualifier to what TCU could be next year, especially with a lot of the transition happening uh, with a lot of their older players leaving campus. So certainly be on the lookout there uh, at the running back position. You know, the name's been leaked out there a little bit, so we feel a little bit more confident saying uh, that Asa Martin, a name that you maybe remember from four years ago, uh, now at Memphis, um, has been at Miami as well as Auburn before. Uh, is currently looking at the University of Florida. I know the Gators feel uh, somewhat confidence or some bit of confidence there. Uh, so with that being said, Sonny Dykes is an amazing OC um, about TCU. Yes, totally agree. I'm not saying that, that he wouldn't be just pointing out that Texas uh, Christian is without a um, – Office coordinator right now. Gentlemen, before we get into uh, kind of closing thoughts here, Nick, talk to us a little bit about the gymnastics meet that you went to uh, from a viewing perspective. Uh, yeah, well, that was two weeks ago. I was just watching oh. from the couch last week. Oh, okay. Um, my apologies. Just watching from the couch, but um, <clears throat> I think I'll be, I'll be spending a bunch of Friday nights watching you know, ESPN or SEC Network. It's a really fun <laughs> event. Um especially live if you're in Gainesville and you can get a ticket. Uh, I know those things are always sold out um, and there's only a couple more meets at home, um, but a lot of fun. Um, a lot of fun. My girl Peyton Richards uh, does a floor routine with all n- late nineties, early two thousands rap 
Uh, normally floor, floor routines are like classical music or, or some kind of pop dance song. And she's just got, you know, Dr. Dre instrumentals. Uh, while she you does sold me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tune in now. You sold me. Um, in, in person, it's awesome. It, it's live. Um, it It's really cool to see like the stuff that these ladies do, the body control that they have um, is it, just really impressive. Um, and, and we get stuck in, you know, covering football and, and obviously I love baseball, watch baseball, but um, just like the, the power, um, grace and like body control that they have doing some of this stuff. Um, it's almost like watching um, like when you watch the X games and they have like crazy names for stuff. Um, mm. I'm watching with my fiance and she was a high level gymnast and she's like, Oh yeah, that's like a 360 triple McTwist. And I'm like, what? That sounds ridiculous. She's like, Oh, mm. that's just what it was. I'm like, also, how'd you see that? Like she just like jumped in the air, did four turns and, and two flips, and you have a name for that? How'd you even know? Yeah, um, I will. I will say they're that a lot that of fun. It, that to me is is an exceptionally impressive, and I know it comes with with a lot of time and knowledge of the sport. Um, and without having that, it would make it challenging. But I will say the difference of knowing, you know, the difference between three and a half full turns and four turns when it happens over the course of I don't know a third of a second is really incredible. But uh, as Nick was talking about, the Gators do. Uh, and the number two team in gymnastics right now. So shout out to Jenny Rowland, a friend of the program here uh, in her team that beat uh, the coach or beat the Auburn Tigers, where she was the coach at or an assistant coach at the university or at Auburn before coming uh, to University of Florida, beat them 197.825 to 197.200. Leanne Wong got her first 10 of the season, her second career 10 on the bars and her third overall in her uh, career, uh, Leanne Wong gets a 10. Yep. Two tens. Another 10. Two tens. Sorry. My apologies. Um, and then she gets a 9.975 on the floor. Then Trinity Thomas gets her first 10 on the floor, which is her 22nd 10 for and her in her career. Uh, fifth 11. straight 10 on floor. Um, she did not compete in floor in the first meet. So the last four were during the uh, playoffs NCAA tournament. She's Incredible. just the goat. Just the goat. Yeah, she, she has 22nd tens for her 11th, 10 on the floor and tied for fourth in NCAA history in total 10. So shout out to her gentlemen, any final thoughts before we wrap up? This Martin Luther King Day holiday. Uh, working on getting working on getting the goat on the podcast. We hope to have Trinity uh, sharing the pod, or we'll be sharing the pod with her with her uh, in 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 the midst of in the in the midst of greatness. Yep, we'll have two All Americans back in the show. Her and Silk NFL. You already know Silk. what time it is, man. Yeah, and NFL All American Silk. I live the wild life. According yeah. to my dad, Silk. I, I mean, yeah. Um, any final he, thoughts, he, gentlemen, he before we head out here? Me. Your dad know that I would have made it pro if my high school coach wasn't a hater. Yeah, that's yeah. All you need. see. You see what I'm saying? You usually had Papa Thompson as your high school coach. You would have been, uh, been you, you would have had a gold jacket on the podcast. Absolutely. Speaking of high school coaches, you see that story about that coach out of Texas that got in trouble because he was uh, making his players do push-ups and, and they were, I think they had to do like 400 some odd push-ups and then they got in trouble because they were uh, starting to throw up and everything else. Let me see if I can get the full story here. Um, but yeah, he um, was making them do 
Let's see. He was placed on leave after he said uh, that parent or that the players were required to do nearly 400 push-ups, which sent many players to the hospital. I know three-year Letterman was proud of that accomplishment, but uh, just a wild, a wild. Um, Sounds like story a there, so Check it out. Pop Warner practice. Don't sound like he's too crazy. What? What are you at? Uh, this was out of Rockwall Heath, which is. In Heath, Texas, which is that sounds about Texas, though. Yeah, let's let's find out exactly where Heath, Texas is. Uh, world's getting world. soft, man. Can't even make kids do 400 push ups anymore. Just 400 push ups. Uh, it's near the Dallas Fort Worth area, small, rich area. Anyway, all right, gentlemen, same corner, same time next week, same corner, same time. Already. Um, who Hopefully, we get a quarterback. Man, maybe we show up to the corner with a quarterback. We'll see. Maybe we can do a, a pop up show for that one if that happens. Oh, definitely. Um, I got time. Uh, Nick, I think you have a song of the week. I'm hopefully I'm prepared for this. Hmm. It's always coming out of left field, man. This is this is a wild card. What you got? Um, shoot. I'm just gonna go to my recently listened. Um. I think I did a different Joiner Lucas song the last time, so I'll do Joiner Lucas the problem this time. You'd be vibing to Joiner Lucas, huh? Yeah. I like him. Like him. It's good vibes. Joiner oh. Lucas the problem, Dan. His exit music is the vibes, though. Let's get up out of here. <laughs> yeah. Can I just make my song of the week the exit music? <laughs> yeah, it goes, man. It gets people going. Same corner, same time. Might be a slightly different time. I forgot I'm flying back from the Bahamas next week. We'll figure it out. Hey, man, tell my cousins, tell my cousins I said hello, man. Uh, I will seek out your cousins. Um, <laughs> then and hey, uh, just a quick plug. Uh, as always, for my birthday, raise money for the V Foundation. So go check that out on my Twitter page. Uh, always try to give back to a group that is uh, giving money directly to those that are trying to find cures for cancer and it is working. Um, cancer um, mortality rates are, are dropping drastically each and every year. So if you are a person that is, is capable and able uh, and would like to give to the V Foundation, link is on my Twitter page. But other than that, we will see you guys at the same corner, same time next week. Thank you, gentlemen. Pour me a drink, I don't do liquor, I know what you think This is a vibe, this is that sh** that made me fly And go on a date, fly to Dubai, order a steak I got a shorty, she told me she love me I know that she mean it, don't know what to say She wanted to go all the way She wanna, she want that feeling and she on a mission To find what she missing, she need to commit me But don't wanna wait, I need a break, I need She need a hubby, I wish I could love like I did in my 20s I wish I was me back when I had no money I wish I could give her all that she want from me And I know it hurts, I got a diamond, don't know what it's worth Don't know what it's worth, sleeping alone Or sleeping with someone you know you gonna hurt Laying with someone you know that you're killing And deep down inside you know that she's willing to stay and just ride Just hoping that one day this shit be fine But what if it isn't and what if I'm wrong What am I missing, where do I belong She got a vision and I never listen I think I've been looking for something that never existed I'm dealing with scars that never be fixed And I know that I'm guilty of every conviction Now how can I look in the mirror and talk to myself When I know I ain't ready to listen or ready to fix it I'm I just had to ride that's a vibe, I ain't perfect but I try She said, that's a lie, you know you just sabotage 
Girl, you cold. You know I'm in love with you, but I ain't done being up. Got a shorty beside of me. She ain't got shit, but she proud of me. She never trip up a lot of me. She never pick up or bother me. I got a with a Rolls Royce. She wanna pull up beside of me. She never get on my way and don't ever complain about spending no time with me. I got a, I got a shorty that give me up. I don't even know her to trip me up. Too many wanna keep me down. I got a that'll big me up. She wanna suck me and lick me up. I got a that'll spoil me, treat me like royalty. I gotta live it up. None of these women can get enough. I got a shorty with hella ambition. Somebody who trusts her, believe in my vision and keep to herself and don't be in my business. Don't talk to nobody, not even my niggas. I swear that her booty's a heavy addiction. I just wanna hit it in every position. I'm very consistent. I don't wanna cuddle. She very submissive with every decision. And shorty a ball. She got my, she got my back and she bought it. Fuck, try to pay for the bill. She tell me don't worry, my nigga, I got it. Baddest so bitch on the hills. Her body amazing. I'm talking exotic. Shorty be cooking me meals. I'm fucking me crazy. I'm talking demonic. I'm talking erotic. But I ain't in love with these bitches. I'm not gonna reach. I hate that the woman I love has gotta compete But I'm tryna figure the reason why I'm incomplete Nobody perfect and not even me I figured all of these could solve the problem Well maybe the problem is me Maybe the problem is me Maybe the problem is me Hey man I just found love And I never had enough like you Hey man I just found love And I never had enough like you Hey man I just want love I just want love, I never had enough